I was so nervous on the way over here. I was praying, Lord, don't let there be anybody here. Amen. <laughs> but God, I'm kidding, but God's good to us. It sounds like there's some common folk here. Amen. I'm glad God loves the common person. I get nervous in those high elite places and people. Amen. I, and I understand there's some common pie too here that's going to be partaken of. And I'm wanting the Lord to come back, but I have prayed, Lord, would you just let us get rid of some of them pies before you return? Let us go to heaven just a little bit sweeter. So that's, I know you're looking forward to that. And it is a joy to be here uh, tonight. I've been nervous and excited ever since last December when the pastor asked me to uh, do this. And uh, I know you've heard great preaching down through the years. And, and uh, you, you ought to be uh, certainly thankful for that. I know you are. And that not just in the past, but you've got one of God's choicest men as your pastor, I believe, in my heart in this day. And in a day of many falling away and turning and corruption and all that, leaving the book, I'm thankful uh, for the Word of God, thankful for Brother Gravely. He's been a blessing to our church uh, now the last five or six years at our conference, which is in about a couple weeks away. He'll be with us. and our 60th year of Bible conference, and I, I'm just thankful that there's still, you know, we look back and my people talk about days of Billy Kelly and Harold Seitler and all those that came down back in the day, and, and, and God used them mightily. He did, and, and there's great memories, and they're in heaven now. Uh, but I'm glad that God still has some that he's using. He's raising up some young men, some of you in this room, that God's going to use mightily, and God's going to use you in New Hampshire, and God's going to use... Folks all over. So I'm, I'm glad we're, there's no need. I, I'll be honest with you, and y'all common, so I can be honest, I guess. Amen. I'll lie around the other bunch. But I, uh, I was watching the other night. Y'all forgive me. I watched a little bit of news. I, I, I'm talking about a little, you know, Fox or Newsmax. And I'm telling you, it, Brother Gravity, it affected my spirit. Uh, I, I, all, just one thing after another. One bad thing after another bad thing. And all these things. I had to just say, Lord, forgive me. And... God help me, I felt like I'd done been to a bar or something after I got done. I, I, I just, uh, it, it'll affect you. I'll tell you what, I, what helps me is just getting in the book and getting on my knees and letting God be God in my life and Him uh, just uh, assuring me that He's got this thing and that uh, we are to trust Him. So I, I won't belabor, but I, I do want to give you something that the Lord just uh, laid on my heart, especially for this time of year and uh, what we're upon Thanksgiving time. And again, thank you, church, for letting me come. Brother Gravely, thank you for sharing your pulpit tonight. I do take it a great honor. And in a day, I, I like those old-timers. They used to say the sacred desk. There's still something sacred about this. I, I really believe this. And I thank God for preaching and all that God has done. I, I want you to turn to Psalm 105, if you would. Psalm 105 uh, with me. Psalm 105. I love this psalm. And... And I love all the Psalms, but I believe there's something that we can see here tonight for these few moments. Psalm 105, I'm going to begin reading just a few verses in verse number 1. Uh, the Bible says, and I love these first few words. He says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto, unto Him, sing psalms unto Him. Talk ye of all His wondrous works. Glory ye in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Remember the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works that He hath done. 
His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. O ye seed of Abraham, His servant, ye children of Jacob, His chosen. Notice this in verse 7. It says, He is the Lord our God. And I have to remember that and recall that many times through life when it seemed like bad news after bad news and breaking news. We don't know what tomorrow they'll be coming out with. Uh, But whatever it may be, if we'll remember verse number 7, He is the Lord our God. And His judgments are in all the earth. He hath remembered His covenant forever the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. Now all through this psalm, this text, you'll find, I'll not read it all, but because y'all want some pie tonight sometime, amen? But if you read this text, you'll find that what God did for his people. And in essence, verses 1 through 5, God, I believe, is calling them to remember him. And he uses the word in verse 1, call, and then make known, sing, talk, glory, seek, remember. All those things, I believe that it begins and it falls under the category of the very first words in verse 1, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. If we're not giving thanks, and we won't sing, and we won't call, and we won't seek, and we won't glory. So it begins with a thankful heart. I believe he says in those verses, he's trying to call them to remember him. But then you'll notice, I believe in verses 8 through 44, or all, all the way down, I believe it's God that confirms how he remembers them. And he, you go through and tell what he did for them. In verse number 8, it tells us that he hath remembered his covenant. And then he confirms to them. In verse 42, it says, For he remembered his holy promise. Now, I have forgotten and I'll forget again, but my Lord has never forgotten. Nothing has ever slipped his mind. He never said, oops, I forgot that. He's never forgotten my name. I mean, our Lord remembers. And and he did so much, if you read through that, that Egypt, he wanted Egypt or for his people, and he did so much, he brought them forth out of Egypt. I mean, you'll notice that the Bible tells us he gave Joseph, then he gave Moses, he sent Aaron, and all those things. He increased his people, the Bible says, and he sent plagues to Egypt, to the enemy, those that had put his people in bondage. As a matter of fact, he did so much that Egypt wanted his people gone. They, they didn't want them around anymore. Sounds like the present day, amen. In verse number 38, Egypt was glad when they departed. And I don't know how glad this world's going to be when the Lord takes us out of here. It's going to be a bad day. Good day for us, bad day for them, amen. Uh, but he, he led them, the Bible tells us. Uh, he led them with a cloud by day and a fire by night. Uh, he gave them quail. Uh, he gave them bread. Uh, in verse 41, it says he opened the rock uh, and the waters gushed out. Uh, they ran in the dry places uh, like a river. I love that little phrase, how it runs in dry places. Uh, you preached on hard places. Uh, he's got some things that are run in those places. Uh, and uh, all that he did... Uh, you would have thought uh, that his people would have been the most thankful people in all the world. Uh, But you'll find that there were many times throughout Old Testament history that his people forgot uh, what he did for them. Uh, They they forgot his works. Uh, 
You say, why did he do all this? Uh, verse 45 tells us uh, that they might observe his statutes uh, and keep his laws. Uh, and I love the way this uh, psalm begins. Uh, oh, give thanks. Uh, but I love the way it ends. He says, praise ye the Lord. Uh, and I want to just preach for a moment uh, uh, for tonight uh, on the, the thought, uh, I, I, let me just read this uh, text over in the New Testament. You don't have to turn there. Uh, you realize tonight that we don't have our heads stuck in the sand. Uh, we know that we're in perilous times, uh, dangerous, uncertain. Uh, yet to God, it is certain. He knows all. But we understand that we are seeing things that we never dreamed that we might see. And that 2 Timothy tells us that in the last days, perilous times. And it lists some 18 things there. Uh, and it says, men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, uh, disobedient to parents. Uh, but then it says, unthankful. And that word unthankful, almost right in the middle there, is right after disobedient to parents and right before unholy. Uh, and so a lot of times we get on all those other things, uh, but right in the middle, uh, he says, there's going to come a time uh, when folks are going to be unthankful. Uh, and he says in our text, oh, give thanks. And, but why did the children of Israel, why did his people then, and why do his people, we as his people today, so often become unthankful in our hearts? I stand guilty before you so many times where I'm not as thankful as I ought to be. I want to preach just for a moment tonight on the iniquity of ingratitude. The iniquity of ingratitude. Would you pray with me and for me? Father, Lord, I do love you tonight. And I pray, God, that you just get glory to yourself. Uh, may you get us out of the way and you get in the way. Uh, Lord, we sure need you. I pray, God, that if there's somebody here even lost, Lord, never have been saved. Uh, this would be the night they could walk out of here shouting uh, with glory in their soul, uh, knowing that their name is written down in heaven uh, and there's nothing the world, the flesh, and the devil can do uh, to take it out. Uh, God, I pray for your people tonight that you'd help each one. We all battle things, Lord. We live real lives. Lord, we have real troubles. Uh, dear God, I just ask you to help us. Increase my thankfulness tonight. Uh, Lord, just speak to my heart. Uh, and you have your will and way. And we'll thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, uh, amen and amen. You know, we live in a world with many problems, and we understand that. Uh, I mean, we see in the violence and the murderers and all those things. Years ago, my sister lived in a Atlanta area when I was young, teenage years. Uh, we'd go over there, and I'd watch the news, and the first 15, 20 minutes was nothing but murders and all the things. But now, our local news in our just smaller towns, uh, it seems like it's filling that up as well. And we we scratch our head and we say, what have we come to? Uh, we're seeing so much. Uh, I'll tell you what we're seeing. We're seeing like Noah's day where God said they've corrupted themselves uh, and we're seeing all that. Uh, uh, America, despite all the bad, uh, I do want to say America has been blessed uh, in so many ways. Uh, and yet, uh, sadly, in, in the midst of blessings, uh, we become blinded by prosperity, pleasures, and possessions. Uh, and brother, 
Brother Gravely, in my years of pastoring, uh, the longer I go, the more I find out I don't know. Uh, uh, but I thank God for the unchanging book and when uh, a changing world. Uh, and when I don't know, I can stick my nose in this book until he helps me to know some things. Amen. Uh, I won't know everything, but I know some things. Uh, one thing I've seen through the pastorate, uh, uh, very rarely have I seen prosperity increase once somebody's faith. Uh, I've seen a lot to fall by the wayside. Uh, and the whole time they're saying, oh, they may even say God's blessing me. And hey, God can bless you. And if you're faithful to God and God's blessed you financially in your work and all those things, hey, it's God. Know that God's done it. Uh, uh, but I've seen on the other side, uh, uh, friend, it's not much of a blessing uh, when that uh, what you call a blessing takes you out of church uh, and decreases your faithfulness uh, and causes you to live for pleasure and possessions. Uh, it is not a blessing. It becomes the greatest curse to you and your family. Uh, I've seen them say, oh, I've got this job, and they get their kids out of church. Uh, Brother Gravelin, one of the things about pastor, I don't know, but it's just a, see, a, a, your, your heart breaks. As you see folks headed to catastrophe and, and you, you just really, you feel like you can't do a thing about it sometimes. You, you can preach the book, you can try to be there for them, encourage them and help them, but uh, it's hard to get somebody to take a drink of water if they don't want it, amen. Uh, and, and so I, America, and I see some things, uh, we've been blinded. And speaking thanks and living thankful are two different things. Somebody said gratitude is a very bread and mean of means of spiritual and moral health, individually and collectively. Notice with me, ingratitude, it's cause. The sin of ingratitude can be traced to pride, selfishness, and thoughtlessness. And so much of the time, the more we, we receive, the less thankful we become. Have you seen it in maybe the more, maybe somebody you've tried to help, to, sometimes the more you do for somebody, the less thankful they are for that which you try to do. Well, Romans 1, it says, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. It says when they knew God, they had an opportunity to glorify Him as God but they shut it off and they turned their back and they refused to glorify God. I wonder how many churches and folks sit on churches week in and week out and they hear God and they see God in somebody else and they got an opportunity to glorify Him as God but they walk in as dead as they were when they walk out, walk out as dead as they were when they walked in and they watch everybody else glorify Him but they never get in on it. Amen. When I played ball, I, it killed me for when high school I hurt my ankle and I had to sit and practice with my ankle in a, 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 a paint, paint bucket in a, in a water bucket, amen some of that orange paint, that'll help you, amen but to, in an ice bucket and, and I was hearing them dribble the balls and it, it about killed me, I wanted to be a, I didn't just get on the team, I wasn't just happy to get, have a jersey I, I wanted to be on the floor I, and now that I've become a preacher, I said, God, would you take the same fervor and more that I had for the sport world and would you put it in the a spiritual world? Uh, God, I don't want to just be on the sidelines. Uh, I don't want to just have a jersey. I want to be on the floor. I want to play the game. Uh, I want to be right in the middle of what God does. Uh, in gratitude. Uh, I mean, uh, it says their foolish heart was darkened. You know, and, and some of those, some of you, 
I, I've learned one thing, another, one, two things I've learned pastoring. Never say old people, amen. <laughs> but some of you older, those that's lived a little longer than me, I think you could testify of this. Uh, one of the biggest differences in today's society and yesteryears is the past generation lived in the realm of necessity and were grateful for the little they had. But today, we live in the realm of want, uh, abundance, even entitlement, uh, so they think. And we have so much and we're grateful for so little. And I believe what we need among our churches is that we need a true revival of thanksgiving among God's people. And if we can get thankful enough, it'll stir something on the inside. You won't need a praise team up here. He'll just be ready to get in. Amen. You'll come to church ready. Murmuring, complaining won't be on your heart. I found you can't. it's hard to complain and praise at the same time. It's hard to murmur and magnify at the same time. There was two men talking to one another. And one of them, oh, he was always just down in the mouth. And just, I mean, nothing was right. And everything's wrong. Y'all met them kind, amen. Uh, And uh, you say, he was always complaining, man, if the sun was out, it was too bright. Uh, If it was cloudy, it was too gloomy. Uh, no season fit him. I mean, summer was too hot. Uh, the, you know, the fall, everything was dying. Uh, winter was too cold. The spring, there was too many bugs. Uh, he began to complain one day, this other man. He's about his son. He said, my boy, he's going to college. And I told him I didn't, he didn't need any college. And, and all that is going to cost me so much money and all this. And, and the other man asked him, he said, well, how much is it costing you? man said, well, he, he's got some scholarships and paid for most of it and then he's working about 20 hours a week he's going to pay for a lot of of it but it's still costing me a lot Uh, the other man said yeah he said well my son isn't costing me a dime anymore and the man looked at him and said well I'll be glad when that's my case Uh, and the man said and he kind of got a tear in his eye and he said well you see my son will never cost me another dime as long as I live because about a year ago he was killed in a car wreck and that daddy, that other man just, just dropped his head. Yeah. The man told him, he said, if I had my boy for five minutes, I promise you I wouldn't be murmuring and complaining, but I'd be glad. And at times, I believe we fail to see the value in something or someone until they're gone. Uh, you, you think about it, I mean, uh, uh, our, our country... One, re- one magazine once stated the average of the world's great civilizations uh, has been about 200 years. Uh, and all have progressed through this sequence right here, listen. From bondage to spiritual faith. From spiritual faith to great courage. From courage to liberty. From liberty to abundance. And notice this. From abundance to selfishness. From selfishness to complacency. From complacency to apathy. From apathy to dependence. And from dependence back to bondage. Is that not where we're at at this very moment? 
He was, we, we were warned about it in Deuteronomy 8. Uh, he said, When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Lest uh, when thou hast eaten and art full and pat your belly, that's my insert there, amen, uh, and you're all full and hath built goodly houses and dwelt therein. And when thy herds and thy flock multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all thou hast is multiplied then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God in other words uh, the next church service you won't find yourself there uh, you think you got everything uh, there was a day you relied on God there was a day you needed God uh, but now your barns are full and your tanks full and we're saying God we don't need you anymore I'm telling you if there's ever been a day we need him it's now dear friend uh, we need him from the church house to the white house uh, all the way to your house and my house uh, we as Christians must not forget him uh, pride will blind the eyes to the blessings of God uh, remember Samuel told Saul when thou wast little in thy sight you got yourself a big shot and you became nothing you remember David's sin with Bathsheba it came as a result some of it as a lust and selfishness uh, he gave no thought as to how it will affect others. Uh, and we know he got right. Psalm 51 created me a clean heart. Uh, so he got, yes, he got forgiveness, but some of the tragic consequences went with him all the way to the grave. And young people, it's not just going to affect you. Uh, but it affects a mom and a daddy uh, or let me say daddy I as a daddy uh, it's not just going to affect me uh, it's just not my life and mine only uh, but it affects others uh, it's going to affect my church uh, it's going to affect those little ones at church that I get down and give five to and if I go out on God they're going to say where in the world is that preacher that stood up and preached to me uh, oh we need to think before we go into our own world uh, of ingratitude ingratitude will carry us in our own world to ruin pride I believe is what blinded part of the problem the, the prodigal son I believe it derailed him from his seat in his father's house and eventually led him to the hog pen what, 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 what was it that led him from his parents loving care to a far country to feed the swine in rags and shoeless and no money and no signet of love on his finger. I, I believe some of it was simply ingratitude. He began to think when he was at home. Uh, he began to think, my daddy owes me something. I, I grew up a pastor's son. I have a preacher friend. He's actually he's 88 now. Preached our first message. Brother Doug Jones of 1962. Lord willing, he's going to come back uh, Sunday morning, December 11th, and preach the first message 60 years later. Uh, of our conference and years ago he preached a message getting used to the dark yeah. and I got to thinking about that and I flipped it around I got to thinking from being raised in church all my life uh, I preached on getting used to the light yeah. sometimes we we're around it all our life we just get used to it yeah. We walk in the church and we're used to it. No, we need to walk in. But friend, I want to walk in church. I don't want to be used to it. When God shows up, I want it all back in my heart. Oh, the help that we need. And that boy, he got to a point of saying, Daddy, you owe me something. But really, I got to dwelling on that in reality. No, he owed his father everything. 
It was his father that loved him. It was his father that had gave him clothes on his back. It was his father that put food in his stomach and gave him a good place to sleep at night. It was his father that had taught him character and work ethic. And sad day in his ingratitude that he walked up to his father in his rebellion and said, Father, give me. That's what an ungrateful person will do. They'll think they're entitled and become ungrateful. And by the way, it can, it, that, can, that, can, that spirit can work from the pulpit all the way down to the pew if we're not careful. Uh, all of us, we need to keep a thankful heart. Uh, but also ingratitude and its curse. Uh, you know, we have for several years seen evidence of ingratitude by a lack of respect for decency and integrity. I believe churches are hurting today because of ingratitude. Uh, I remember going on a mission trip to Mexico uh, and uh, I got back. Oh, I, I didn't, for at least two weeks, I didn't complain it's too hot, amen. But no, but really, it, it'll change your perspective. And, and you see some of the things over there, and you come back, and you say, we're a weak people. I mean, we, we can't handle any. You look over there, there. We was in a church service over there, a lady. I mean, it looked like she was about to have a baby, amen. Uh, about two and a half hours service. Uh, well, we get antsy after about 30 minutes. Uh, and they're over there, they're, they're singing and they're fanning uh, and they're praising God. I couldn't understand anything they were saying, uh, but I knew they was praising God, amen. Uh, they were enjoying it. Uh, they got in. They weren't looking to get out. Uh, I mean, they were enjoying. They were thankful for a place. Amen. And after the last couple of years, uh, we spent nine weeks out on the parking lot, me standing at the doorway, uh, and I had my faithfuls. Uh, and they said, Preacher, I was glad we got to come at least on the parking lot, but it just wasn't like being in church. Uh, I'm like David said, I was glad, uh, not mad. I was glad when they said unto me, uh, Let us go into uh, the house of the Lord. Uh, Oh, the gratefulness. Uh, churches today are, are emptying out because of unthankfulness. Uh, uh, we ought to be thankful for a place to go. We ought to be thankful for the house of worship, uh, uh, for the place where we can go and worship with God's people and hear a man of God get up and preach. Uh, thank God, church, you've got a man that'll get up. Uh, he don't tell you stories. Uh, he's not looking at the comic books. Uh, he's opening this old King James Bible and preaching the word of God. Uh, and you ought to be thankful because not everywhere has that. Amen. Not everywhere has that. I believe parents are suffering through a child's rebellion. The marriage relationship today that God wants to flourish is suffering. Husbands, there was a time, y'all just hang with me now while I'll get to the women in a minute. Amen. But there was a time when there was a true love known and shown to your wife. She was your world. And yet through time and through years, she's just become another object in the house. And she's treated like a maid and underappreciated for who she is and what she does. You know, I, I, next year will be 20 years I've been enslaved. I mean, I've been married, amen. And, and it's been a good journey, been a long journey for her. I mean, I, I've been blessed. Amen. But somebody asked me a little bit after we got married, we was renting a house. They said, you got a dishwasher in the house? I said, a married one, Amen. <laughs> I know I've been repented 490 times. It still hadn't worked yet. Amen. But, you know, I told him today, I said, Brother Jones, I saw, I said, I'm going to write a book one day on how to get in a doghouse and stay there. Amen. 
But you know what? The blessing of what God instituted in Genesis, uh, it doesn't matter what the Supreme Court, it doesn't matter what they're saying now. You can throw all that to the dogs, friend. Uh, it's what God said. Uh, it was, it's what God instituted. He still instituted the home. Uh, he instituted the man and the woman. Uh, he put them together and thank God for the marriage relationship. Uh, and Hey, ladies, uh, if you've got a husband that loves you, you ought to be thankful, works hard, provides. Uh, you ought to be thankful. You know, we, we're so often through time, through years, we're too, we, we soon tend to focus on all the things that they're not instead of being thankful for what they are and what we have. Uh, uh, you know what a struggling marriage needs tonight? Uh, there's no marriage in here that couldn't be helped by a good dose of gratitude. Being thankful for the one that God's given you. Is there any perfect home? Certainly not. Uh, but I'm telling you, we ought to be thankful. I, I'm thankful tonight. Uh, and, and last Thursday, my wife was going to Tupelo town with my boy. And I was talking to her. I was in my office studying. And, and I was working on the message. And I was on a specific, specific point. And we was just talking. And all of a sudden, she said, hold on. I got to call you back. And she hangs up. And I'm like, what in the world? Uh, and I'm pacing around my study, Brother Gravity. I, I'm getting worried. Uh, and then she calls me back a few minutes uh, a couple minutes later I was glad to hear her voice and and uh, she said somebody came over in my lane uh, and I, I had to get all the way off uh, uh, into the grass uh, and uh, and when I did she said my vehicle almost lost control uh, I don't know what he was doing whether he was sleeping on a cell phone uh, but I thought Sunday I could have been going to a funeral uh, I just want to thank God uh, I just want to praise him tonight uh, I don't want to be guilty of just seeing things I don't believe these folks say well I just lucky. No, you're blessed, friend. You've got a God in heaven that comes where you are and helps you in life's journey. Helps you. I'm glad of that. True happiness won't be found apart from a grateful heart. You're going to reap what you sow, Galatians says. We don't need to be deceived. Why does America, I'm about done, I, I, I feel the pies are pulling me. Amen. I'm even trying to get off sweets and y'all pulling me down. Amen. I'm kidding. Why does America seem to be subdued by enemies within? I mean, why are we seeing? Well, I think we're told some in the Bible. God told Israel, and I know it was to Israel, but it can be applied to us. Deuteronomy 28, hear this. It says, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and nakedness and the want of all things. He shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance which shall not regard the person of the old nor show favor to the young. You say, why have we turned? We, we've turned our back on God. And we cannot expect God. It's hard now, Brother Gravity, for me to say with clear conscience, God bless America. I tell you what, we need to be starting. We need to start blessing God as churches and as our own. I want God to bless me, and I do. I say, God bless me, bless my wife, bless my children. But I need to get up and I say, God help me to bless you. Bless his holy name, the psalmist said. Uh, oh, I believe the answer is realizing what God has done. Paul said the unthankful became vain in their imaginations. Uh, and ingratitude 
its curse. But then notice ingratitude, lastly, its cure. Uh, thank God that the Bible tells us, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor. Yet through, uh, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Our Lord of glory was willing to take our sins upon him at the cross uh, so we can become rich in eternal life. Uh, and what is the cure for ingratitude? Uh, I believe it's all built in, in faith. John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that call on his name, believe on his name. Uh, nothing expresses gratitude better than a deep abiding faith. Uh, I like the testimony of the dear lady. How she said, All through the day uh, I call on God. Sometimes we think it's a Sunday thing. No, it's a Monday thing too. Uh, it's a uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, every day uh, we need to call on God uh, in situations, uh, in trials, uh, in burdens, uh, in problems. Uh, hey, would we would to God uh, that we would stop uh, and just say, God help me in the midst uh, of our day. Uh, the cure is allowing our faith to be relevant in our life again. And I believe if our hearts are full of God's blessings, we'll find a way to express it. Uh, the psalmist said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and here it is, and bless his name. How we need the blessing tonight. Uh, the iniquity of ingratitude will destroy any home, any church, any nation, any people. There was a after a terrible battle in the Civil War, a dying Confederate soldier asked to see the chaplain. And uh, the chaplain supposed that this soldier was going to ask him to pray for his recovery. But when the chaplain got there, he noticed it was different. And the man looked at him and the soldier asked him, he said, would you cut off a lock of my hair? He thought it strange. Here a man is dying. He said, why? He said, I want you to cut it off from my mama to give to my mama. And then I want you to kneel down beside me and I want you to thank God. He said, what for? And that dying soldier said, well, for giving me such a mother that taught me about God and prepared for me or helped prepare me for this time of death. Amen. And he said, I thank God that I'm a Christian and I thank Him for giving me the grace to die with and thank God for the home that he has promised me over there. And so that chaplain in amazement and stunning, uh, he, the man did not ask him one time, would you pray that I get healed? Uh, and so he kneeled down beside that dying soldier. And with tears from both of their eyes, uh, uh, he offered up praise and thanksgiving to heaven. And as he was doing that, uh, oh, he watched those lips of that soldier go still and silent and he died you say what did he do he died with thanksgiving on his heart and I want when I check out of here I don't want to die in a barrel of murmuring and complaining I don't want to die in a place of unthankfulness I want to die and thanking God for the ability to be have heard whether it was from a mama or a daddy or a soul winner or a church or a pastor I want to thank God that he let me hear the gospel and prepared me to live but prepared me to die Amen. 
the iniquity of ingratitude. Would you stand? Our Father, Lord, I love you tonight. Forgive my unthankfulness. I fail you so much. Lord, would you help me this day?